Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In brought to you by GeekVibeNation.com. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with our Oscar uh, revisits. This week, we're going to do the 2014 Oscars. We had some great films that year. Now You See Me, which I, I think is highly underrated. Nobody really talks about that. Well, everybody talks about the film. I think everybody loves that film. <laughs> no, everyone talks about the second one because it has that one scene that goes viral on Twitter every now and again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love that film so much. Place Beyond the Pines, I think, was that year as well. We Are the Millers, Snowpiercer. There's just a laundry list of great films from that year. Uh, let me introduce you to my co-host for this week, subbing in for Jacob from Cinemania World Podcast, Hannah Ringswell. How are you? I'm good. This is my dog. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my dog, Rosie. Oh, no. Rosie's making another <laughs> special uh, entrance into the podcast. She was here last week with us as well. So um, she's a big-time Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Yes. Um, <laughs> But this oh week we gosh. are joined by my good friend and smart mind in the world of film, Mr. Eric Lane. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How dare you start by mentioning Now You See Me of all movies. This year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's cool. Hey, I love that movie. Do you not like that movie? Yeah. I do, actually. But oh, okay. that was, it was a weird anomaly. We went to the theater to watch it and both me and my friend like really enjoyed it. And it had a 23% on like Ron Tomatoes. And the reviews were actually negative. And I was just like, it was a weird, this is such a weird year. I've I mean, never you, seen it. Like, have you, you never get, seen Now You See Me? Mm -mm. Oh my God. Why? I, I don't mean, know. I've just, I've never had like the, like, I guess, desire to watch it. It's like, a really I've never good movie. Sat down and like, hmm, don't let someone, now you see me. don't let someone set your expectations. Like it's like, it's grounded it's and fun. It's fun. That's, Jesse Eisenberg looks really good in it, though. So that's the only reason why I'm like kind of tempted. <laughs> what about Dave Franco? Poor Dave Franco. Uh, uh, I'm not a huge Dave Franco fan. He's funny, though. He is funny. He's actually really good in this short film I watched called like 13, well, 13 Balloons or Three Balloons. I don't know. He's a heroin addict in it. It's on Netflix and it's really good. Sweet. Sounds like Dave Franco. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't starring James Franco? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, joining us this week as well, first-time guest to the panel, Mr. Brent Bohan. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for coming on with us. Um, you know, I put a message out to Twitter. I had a few people drop out the last few minutes. Uh, yesterday, we kind of moved the show. It was Father's Day yesterday, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? So today, we had a, sent a tweet out. Brent responded. I'm excited to have you on. Um, you know, could be your first and last time on the show, but you never know. It depends on what you say. I'm just kidding. But um, you doing all right today, man? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Of course. Um, it's a good year. Yeah. I think it's a great so. year. We're going to kick it off with, yeah, it really is a great year. I mean, you had American Hustle. So um, kicking off, we're going to do supporting action. I don't have any fancy pictures this week. Sorry, guys. A little unprepared. So you just get to stare at our four beautiful faces for the next hour. So coming in as supporting actress, we had Lupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave. We had Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, Julia Roberts for um, Osage County, and then Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, and then June Squibb. For Nebraska, obviously Lapito won. Um, Hannah, go ahead and kick us off. Who should have won? She 100% should have won. Lapita, 100%. Even like before I say my uh, snubs or anything, this was Lapita's year. I'm not like, she was 100% the best supporting actress uh, performance of the year, hands down. Brett? 
I agree. I, I don't think anything really even touched her, to be honest. Eric? Lupita Nyong'o. I'm yeah, offended this- by some of the people that are on the list, <laughs> considering they don't have to fill out the whole thing. So. Yeah, this was like this was a slam dunk, right? You know what I mean? This was one of the best slam dunk. This is probably one of my favorite wins of the decade and most yeah. deserving wins of the decade as well. You know what I mean? If you look back at the decade and some of the wins from that year, this one was actually out of all the supporting performances, this is hands down my favorite of all of them. You know what I mean? It really was. I mean, she was phenomenal in the film, well de- well deserving. Should have had another Oscar nomination this past year, but we won't talk about that. Um, let's go ahead and <laughs> And move on to snubs um, for the supporting actress. I'm gonna let Eric kick it off. The one I'm gonna I'm gonna try and restrain myself to one because I have a long list for like supporting actor and like a couple of them. That's okay. Um, Leah Sado, I think it's Sado for Blue's the Warmest Color. That's one that I think is like overlooked. Um, and I there's like Tilda Swinton in Snowpiercer. And like, there's, but you know, I don't know. Anyways, that's I'm I'm gonna go with that. Brett, snub. Um, I didn't really have one that I felt super passionate about, but I'm gonna say Caitlin Deaver for Short Term Twelve. Solid one, Hannah. I agree. With, Caitlin Deaver is the one I had <laughs> down to, and that's the only one I wrote because I have such, uh, like Eric, I have such like a stacked um, list of for other categories. I, I went with Margaret Robbie for Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I really feel like she was phenomenal in that film. And and the thing about it is, it's like, was it an amazing performance? Maybe not. But was it as strong as some of the ones nominated? Absolutely. Like some of the one, some of the performances in this supporting actress category, I'm just kind of like, mm. now Jennifer Lawrence was phenomenal, American Hustle. That movie is weird right the performances in are very good the film is just like i don't know i really liked it then i watched it again i'm like what did you like about that film ricky it wasn't that grand but <laughs> uh, margaret robbie for me that was that was an easy one that's the only one i had as well for that one so let's go and move over to supporting actor which i mean god we could have made an until we talked about this last weekend i was on here with us we could have made it an entire separate category for five people in this guy, I had a hard time n- narrowing it down just to like two or three. So these were the ones that were nominated. We had uh, Barkhad Ad- Ad- Abdi for Captain Phillips. I butchered that. I'm sorry. Jonah Hill for Wolf of Wall Street. Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave. We had Bradley Cooper for American Hustle. And then, of course, we had the winner, Jarrett Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. Before we dive into snubs, let's talk who should have won. Um, Brett. Uh, I know that the, I know that this performance sort of come under fire a little bit recently. Uh, I feel like because Jared Leto is obviously not trans in real life, um, but I do still think he should have won. Eric, I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, so um, can you just list the movies again? Because one of those stuck out to me. No, Bradley Cooper, American Hustle, Michael Michael Fassbender, Twelve Years a Slave, Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street, and then Barkhad Abdi. Out of the ones that I know, Michael Fassbender. Hannah. Yeah, I agree with Michael Fassbender, even though he's a terrible person. I hate praising him. (laughs) I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. Okay, so I love Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. It's so weird to me how like 
I need to revisit this film. I was going to say this obviously a little bit later when we talk about the actor as well, because for me, when I remember this film, I remember two really, really good performances, right? And for some reason, I think I've seen this movie only once when I initially watched it the year it came out. And ever since then, like nobody likes this film anymore. Like, I don't know what happened or what the backlash regarding it. And, and it could be some of the things, but there's a lot of criticism on Matthew McConaughey, his performance in it, which I thought was good. And then Jared Leto, who I really thought stole the show in my opinion. And I would have picked Leto here. I think, um, Mark had, I'm going to butcher his name again, but Captain Phillips, he was phenomenal in that film. That nomination really, 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 really made me happy. And also is Tom Hanks' best movie, but we'll talk about that later as well. Um, so snubs. Well, we're going to be here all day, I think. Um, Hannah, kick us off with some snubs. Okay, so I have Mark Ruffalo for Begin Again. I have Jake Gyllenhaal for Prisoners. And then I have Lakeith Stanfield for Short Turn 12. First of all, let's... let's um, um, Godly, what did you... Oh. Jake Gyllenhaal, yes, 100%. Yes. What's the other one? I just literally brain farted. Uh, Jake Mark Ruffalo for okay, Begin yes. Again. Yeah, that's one. Keith Stanfield. I didn't know anybody else liked that film. Begin oh, Again is phenomenal, right? I love that film, and like nobody like ever wants to talk about Begin Again. I don't know understand what it is, but I love that film a whole lot, and love Mark Ruffalo is on my list as well. Brett, what do you got? Uh, I wasn't sure if Jake Gyllenhaal counted as supporting so uh that would probably be my pick if it if that were the case but um I also considered Paul Dano from Prisoner as well uh but I eventually just settled on King of Song from Snowpiercer just because I think he deserved a nomination this year and uh why not throw him in there too Eric oh god Eric, your voice went out on me. Eric, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, Eric. Hold on. Can't hear you, Eric. I don't know what happened. Eric's missing. Okay, so I'm going to do my... Oh. Nope. Can't, still can't hear you. Here, let's try to kick you out and then add you back in. Okay. Try now. Nope. Sure can't. Nope. Try unplugging your headphones and then yeah. plugging them back in. All right. While he's doing that, um, Jake Gyllenhaal obviously was one of mine. Mark Ruffalo was one of mine. And then another one of mine, talk now. Yes, now. Okay, and I'll go give you my last one real quick. I had James Franco for Spring Breakers. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean Penn in Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, Jamie Bell in Snowpiercer to add on to Brett's one. Um, <laughs> uh, this actor, and I always have to look up his name because he's such a good character actor that I never like. David Desmalkian. He is the person who's in the house that Jake Gyllenhaal goes for in Prisoners. He's been in The Dark Knight oh. as the crazy person, and he's in Ant-Man as like a throwaway oh, yeah, yeah, stereotype. Yeah. He is amazing. But, um, and then... Uh, where'd you go? <laughs> Those. Until I freak out and say one that I just slipped in my mind. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, to me, honestly, this is it. every episode we talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. Can we please get Jake Gyllenhaal nominated, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty oh please. I don't know how so many times. It's so crazy to think that he's only been nominated once. <laughs> yeah. How he did not get nominated for Nightcrawler is just I know. beyond me. I didn't um, get to be here for that episode about Nightcrawler. But I could was do I? an entire two-hour Yeah, I was. Episode. 
Yeah. We we he praised should, him. We praised him. Yeah. Oh, we did. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal deserved to be nominated for uh, um, a million movies. Um, all right. So moving on to actress, we had Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, Sandra Bullock for The Overrated Gravity, Judy Dench for Philomene, uh, blah. Yep, that movie. Mel Street for August Isaac County, and then Amy Adams for American Hustle. Um, Kate Blanchett won for Blue Jasmine. For who was nominated, Brett, who do you think should have won? Okay, so I have to admit I haven't seen Blue Jasmine or uh, August Osage County, so I don't know. Um, I know that people love Kay Blanchett in that movie, uh, so maybe she did. But of the ones that I've seen, I'm and I, I know you're going to hate me, so this might be the end of my time on this show. But I think Sandra Bullock, because uh, you know she is just a face for a lot of that movie. Um, I don't. Which way do I go? Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, she has to react to pretty much an entirely CGI movie. And uh, I think she does a great job in it. So, uh, Hannah? Uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually really love Amy Adams in American Hustle. So, yeah, she's my pick. Mine too. Hands down. Not even like I love, like I said, it's the movie's weird, right? But the performances are so strong in it. Like it's yeah. they're so strong. I I thought her and 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 Jennifer Lawrence just killed in that movie. Oh my god, Eric. Yeah, I can't put my finger on why I don't actually like the movie American Hustle, but it's Neither Amy Adams. But I was almost gonna say the same thing about. Sandra Bullock because here's the thing I'll just use this as the little bit to talk about gravity okay I've never watched the movie again since theaters but in theaters this was the tail end of all of the let's do everything in 3D hype and it was yeah. like one of the only movies made by a director who had the intent to make a 3D experience driven movie and that experience was like a, a good thing and then it's like, I'd never care to watch this again because I can never really watch it in a theater again in 3D with all of this going on. But it is entirely on Sandra Bullock to carry it. Whereas American Hustle, some performances are influenced by other performers and things like that. So I'm going with Amy Adams, but I'm going to support Brett as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so the same way you guys are talking about, uh, we're going to move to snubs, obviously. Okay, and I'll talk about mine first. And this one's an interesting choice. I think we touched on a little bit about like voice actors should be or actresses should be able to be nominated. And I think if anybody knows where I'm going to go uh -oh. with this, okay, Scarlett Johansson and her, okay, yeah, that to me, sh I, I don't know how, what, when, where, how, but that performance of just her voice is just as good as Joaquin Phoenix is in the film, without. The way her voice is just—I don't—I can't explain it. I just rewatched this film a couple months ago. Her is one of my all-time favorite films, like ever. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's great, and her voice in it is just impeccable. I have one other one. I actually had uh, Allison Janney for *The Way Way Back*. Um, that's another film that I really, really love a whole, whole lot. Um, I've wanted to see that for so long. *The Way Way Back*. It's a phenomenal film. Hannah, who you got for us? For snubs, for we're doing actors, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have Scarlett Johansson for Under the Skin, Brie Larson, and Karen uh, Brie Larson for Short Term Twelve, and then Karen Knightley for Begin Again. 
Oh, God, I love beginning again so much. Under the Skin is not talked about enough, and she, Scarlett Johansson is just amazing. It's my favorite performance that she's ever given. Hmm. It's, it's unlike anything <laughs> she's ever done. That's why I, I, I agree with that I as will, well. I will live and die on Under the Skin, but there's a couple of others. Rosario Dawson in Trance. Um, the main actress, Adele Exgarchopoulos in Blue's the Warmest Color, and uh, Carrie Mulligan, Greg Gatsby. Oh, I love the Greg Gatsby. Greg so Gatsby is always going to be a case where it's a heightened reality and they're selling a style. So I don't necessarily think she's like, ah, I'm my performance is like the most emotionally groundbreaking or anything like that. But for the story that's being told, like, I think that was a snub. The, but before I kick it to Brett, so for me personally, what I loved about The Great Gatsby, I mean, besides a lot of things, I think that that film gets easily <laughs> forgotten about because of it came out the same year Wolf of Wall Street did, right? So, like, everybody likes to kind of forget about the film because Leo was so good in, in – in, um, he was so good in Wolf of Wall Street. I forgot about him real quick, and, and Jason Clark could have been nominated for Supporting Actor. I loved him in Great Gatsby. I thought he was a fantastic – fantastic in that film uh brett go ahead and give us a snub in the actress category uh i have scarlett johansson for both her and under the skin uh so <laughs> nice Yo, under the skin is so good like the i score. love under the skin so much oh my god <sighs> that's perfect and see that's the thing i'm like, sure also like all every supporting actor in that could have been under the supporting actor category like there's anyways all right, so time to move on to the the best actor um, race here. We actually had Bruce Stern for Nebraska. We had Christian Bale for American Hustle. We had Chiwetel Ochafor for 12 Years a Slave. We had Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. And then we had, who should have won, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I already know, but the thing, okay, so let me start by saying this. I'm going to go first only because I think, obviously, Leo should have won. But... I would have been very much okay with Chiwetel winning as well. Um, I think that his performance was also uh, better that year. It's crazy. As good as Matthew McConaughey was in Dallas Fires Club and as much as I love the performance, I think he was third and even maybe tied for third best in the category uh, this year. I love Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street. It was a role that we had never seen him before. In before and it was – the one thing you notice about when Leo – acts it's 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 i compare him to like brad pitt when you see brad pitt in a movie 99 percent of the time you're going to get the same person right you get brad pitt and that's okay that's what brett you know brad pitt changed my opinion of brad pitt the last year when he had you know two phenomenal performances last year and he's had a couple phenomenal performances but a lot of times you're going to get brad pitt leonardo dicaprio brings something different to every role that he's in and seeing him as this sleazeball and i think the biggest reason why he didn't win was because he played that sleazeball, right? You know what I mean? It was just, you know, he played a piece of garbage. And yeah, Jordan Belfort is a piece of garbage. Let's, let's not get away from that fact either. But for me, he was so good in that film. And so was, uh, Ojefori was so good in 12 Years a Slave. Like, I would have been mad with either one of those guys winning. What do you got, Hannah? I think it's absolutely sick and twisted that Chiwetel did not win. Uh, yeah. He, hands down, gave my favorite, uh, like, leading actor performance of 2013, 12 Years Slave is just, it wouldn't be the film that it is without Chiwetel's performance. I mean, just the ending scene of lo alone of him um, going to see his family again 
oh my god can you like you you need like a, such like a experienced actor to portray that like just bittersweet feeling so well oh, 12 years late wow I, I love his performance so much and I love that movie so much. So it's like, it, it makes me so mad that, and it, it's weird saying that I love 12 Years a Slave because it's such a like dour film. But yeah, um, yeah uh, I just, I I cannot praise him enough uh, for this performance. So, Brett? Uh, I, I gotta agree with you, Ricky. It's, it's Leo. Uh, and it's interesting because I don't like The Wolf of Wall Street, but I think that without... Leo, uh, it, it would have been a disaster. So, uh. Eric. All right. Ran time. Whew. Okay. I cannot decide between Chiwetel Ejiofor and Leonardo DiCaprio because Chiwetel Ejiofor, everything, everything Hannah said, like that movie could have been a kind of easy emotional experience. And like he elevates things and Lupita Nyong'o like, and like it's just it would not be what it was without him and that is acting on one level then there's character work which i think is ricky what you were kind of getting at with leonardo dicaprio there are character actors and there are performance like emotional actors and and leonardo dicaprio is, is like he's not you know breaking down over the trauma of his life but wolf of wall street is also kind of a, a comedy like a black comedy so you wouldn't expect that so for what they're bringing to each role, they're doing something. And also, both of these actors at this point in time are horrendously overlooked by the Academy. Chiwetel Ejiofor, like, hadn't done as much as Leonardo DiCaprio, but I feel like he's a stronger actor. And that, uh, not to say Leonardo DiCaprio's not great, Ricky, don't get me off. Anyways, um, but yeah, both of them had been overlooked, and they both represent two different distinct type, like, like, forms of acting that I, I feel like are there. So I can't choose between the two of them. I would okay, not be good yeah. on the board of of chooses <laughs> the Academy Awards. I'd be like, well, I can't decide. I'm like, why are we paying you? Okay. Well it's funny because when we go when we move to snubs, I've got three snubs. So um very easily have three snubs. I probably no actually I have four off the top. I just thought about a fourth one. You know what I mean? So uh, Hannah, I'll let you kick us off. You were smiling, so I'm going to get and get you off the, <laughs> with the, with the uh, snubs. Okay, so Hugh Jackman for Prisoners, obviously. I think that's the yep. biggest snub of the decade. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for Enemy, and then Mike B. Jordan for Fruitvale Station. Oh, oh just, my God. Mind-blowing performances. I just love them so much. Especially Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. I think uh, Enemy is maybe Jake Gyllenhaal's most overlooked performance. Um, and that or Southpaw. Yeah, yeah. And they're, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> Brett? Uh, I have Hugh Jackman as well from Prisoners. I think that's a, a really good And I love all of the performances in this category, but I, I do think that Hugh Jackman was better than at least a couple of them. And Oscar Isaac for Inside Lou and Davis, yep. I think that's a, yeah. that's a huge miss. And I don't know how that happened, but. <laughs> Eric? Uh, where do I start? Um, Chris Evans for Snowpiercer, Hugh Jackman for Prisoners, Jake Gyllenhaal for Enemy, like, and uh, James McAvoy for Trance, and 
out of the furnace, if I remember right, Christian Bale was pretty oh, great God. in that. That was such a, a phenomenal film. Um, I just I only saw it the one time. I don't know. Yeah, where where did Hannah go? She, she's back. Oh. I I don't know why, but in between streams, sometimes if I get like a phone call or it's like a notification or something, I'll just like turn my like uh my video off, and then when it comes back, it just won't come back. It's all right. Were you done, Eric? I think so. But right. it's, honestly, it's like embarrassing in this year how much effort was put into the more dramatic, serious roles in movies. And yet the comedies and the fantasy films that you get this year are all like hot, hot garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've got like a couple of the You're saying the comedies like, are bad? Well, okay. So this, this is like the this, end is the end, this, which is, this is the this end. This is the end. This is one of the best comedies amazing. ever. Then, this is the end but of then, the best okay, so get, this is the end, and we're the we are Miller. the Millers. But then you have movie forty three, The Hangover Part Three, twenty one and over. Um, the internship like, was hilarious. Actually, I was gonna say the I incredible like Burt Wonderstone. Most people. <laughs> well, one, internship is one of the most <laughs> underrated comedies of all time. I could do all. Dylan O'Brien is great in that. Dylan O'Brien's. Oh. Grown Ups Two. I. Grown Ups like, 1 was garbage. Adam Sandler is not funny. Like, I mean, let's just be real. If we're going to be... Adam Sandler is just ooh, not good. But also, uh, The World's End. Like, amazing! Mm-hmm. But it's like, you get this handful yeah. of, like, movies that I still rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and Pain love. Pain and Gain like, was phenomenal. Ever. I love Pain and Gain. That was a funny fun- film. But... Oof, you lost me there. <laughs> it's like, we've, we've got... The best and the absolute worst. We had Frozen, Eric. We had Frozen, okay? Let Wait, it Frozen go. Frozen was 2013? Yeah, yes. Frozen was 2013. But like, so animated and fantasy, you have Frozen, and then you have... Identity After Theft Earth came out that year. And Identity the host. That was funny. Oh, yeah, Identity Theft and The Heat. Yes. The Heat came out this year, too. I like The Heat. Oh, The Heat did get... The, the Heat and... We are destroying your comedy was bad in 2013, Eric. We've already like <laughs> I think, oh, I, I, think maybe I can you're outnumber by threes everything that you got. The starving games. I you guys never watched the starving games. Oh, the 2014 comedies are so good. Oh. Bad words came out in 2013. Jason Bateman was phenomenal in that. I love that film. Isn't I don't that know his directorial you... debut? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I need to go on subs. First off, I am very upset, right? I'm emotionally distraught. You guys completely forgot about Joaquin Phoenix and her. That really hurts my feelings. Oh. That was a huge snub. I love her. I, I didn't really like that. Oh, Hannah, that really hurts my Did you not like her? I love her. I just, okay. I've never been a Joaquin Phoenix fan. Okay. All right. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. See, look, she removed herself. I didn't even press anything. My hands were right here. Um, okay. Um, another performance that nobody has mentioned either, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, Captain Phillips is Tom Hanks' best performance ever, period. I love that film, and he was completely snubbed that year, okay? And if anybody ever mentions Forrest Gump on the show, they get completely thrown off the show because Forrest Gump is a steaming pile of shit. Okay. But Tom Hanks <laughs> and Captain Phillips was phenomenal. Okay. Your you're guys are sleeping on the thing. But let's get back to the fact that Prisoners is one of the most underlooked or overlooked films of the year. And then Eric brought up one film that nobody talks about the same thing about what happened with American Hustle is with Christian Bale. Out of the Furnace is a phenomenal film. That is Christian Bale's best performance of that year. It's a great film. Uh, I think Forrest Whitaker's in it as well, right? No. Is it Forrest Whitaker? 
I think so. He was great in it as well. But great film. All right, time to move on to director. And I have strong feelings about this category, and I have strong feelings about the winner as well. But let's not go there yet. Actually, I have strong feelings about the director who, who should have won and who didn't win. Alfonso Cuaron for Overrated Gravity. David O. Russell for American Hustle. Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave. Martin Scorsese for The Wolf of Wall Street. And Alexander Payne for Nebraska. Um, obviously, Alfonso won his first Oscar um, with his directorial there with Gravity. Brett, who do you think should have won here? I am the opposite of you in that I don't have strong feelings about this category at all. Uh, it doesn't. It didn't matter to me at all who won this. Uh, but I'm gonna That's say what I have strong feelings McQueen. about it. She <laughs> <laughs> said Steve McQueen. Yeah, Hannah. I agree with Steve McQueen 100%. I am a huge Steve McQueen fan, and it is wrong that he did not win uh, director, especially with 12 Years a Slave winning Best Picture. Eric. Steve McQueen. Yeah, this is hands down. I don't look. Nebraska's not. I would, I would try to argue for Martin Scorsese, but I just don't think that's his best work directly. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, um, the, the best thing. So. The best thing about Scorsese with The Wolf of Wall Street for me was the fact that it was a long film and it never felt like a long film. But outside of that, I would agree. Alexander Payne for Nebraska, that blew my mind. That nomination was just, I, I can't even, I don't even understand it. Nebraska's a good film. It's not a great film. Um, everybody knows my opinion about Gravity. I think it's, the, the, this is my, one of my least favorite wins of the decade. Well, actually, you know, I say this every time and then I look at directors and who won. I forget Tom Hooper won for the King's <laughs> Speech. I forget that he won. Every time I think about his win, it makes me mad. But uh, David O. Russell was, was but Steve McQueen, period, 100%. Steve McQueen should have won this, hands down. And to be honest with you, I can think of, and I'll kick off all the snubs, right? Obviously, Villanova for, for Prisoners, right? That's a, that's an easy snub. Um, Ryan Coogler for Fruitvale Station, period. He should have been nominated in this category. Fruitvale yeah. Station is a phenomenal film. I think Ryan Coogler has been snubbed all th with all three films that he's made. <laughs> 100%. He should have been nominated for Best Director for, Bla for Black Panther. He should have been nominated yep. for Creed, and he should have been nominated for this. And it sucks because I know it's the gender bias, uh, not the gender, uh, the age bias, because he's yep. so young. Uh, and Damien Chazelle only got through because it's a fucking musical. And it, oh. A Hollywood-friendly oh. musical. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. This is, I, I'm very passionate about Damien Chazelle and how overrated he is. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Now I'm you got sorry. Me. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Whiplash. I love Whiplash. I love Whiplash. You know what's but, weird? I love the short of Whiplash better than I like the whole movie. Oh. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no? Am I the only yeah, one there? I think Lava Land uh, is better than Whiplash. Oh man! No, I, no, no. I mean, like the short, person. the short version of Whiplash yeah. versus the whole version. That's what I'm talking about. But anyways, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm really emotionally distraught right now. Somebody just said, <laughs> <laughs> "You want to? This is so this is this is how much I love Damien Chazelle." Sorry. Oh, oh, geez. I'm sorry. Damien, wow. Damien Chazelle is is one of the the. I, I'm just. We're not even going to talk about him right now. My feelings are hurt, Brett. Um. I'm going to let you go next because I think I heard you say La La Land was better than Whiplash. So you have the speaking privileges to say whatever you want right now. Uh, I second what you said, uh, but I haven't seen Fruitvale Station, so I can't speak to that, which I need to get on that. I know. Um, but 
So I'm going to say Joel and Ethan Cohen for Inside Blue Davis. Eric? I'm going to start with Bong Joon-ho. If you guys have, I think it's every frame of painting, the one that breaks down how his direction uh, helps character choices be represented visually without any need for like exposition or dialogue. Um, just that whole thing. And then I'm going to, I'm going to throw out Baz Luhrmann and then I'm going to agree hardcore with Ryan Coogler because I forgot to bring up Michael B. Jordan when I was listing the snubs for that. So. Yeah. Free field stations. It's God, you know, it's crazy. Somebody obviously with what's going on in the world right now, somebody posted that scene, right? That scene. Oh my God. Right. Like think, I, I'm not gonna lie. Thinking about that scene, you know, everybody know. I'm, I'm hoping everybody understands what I'm talking about. It just makes me want to break down and cry right here on the like on the show. Like it does. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. It's so raw, and it's so prevalent to to today. Um, I highly recommend checking that out, Brett. It's a phenomenal film. Um, I think it's on Netflix. Is it? I might. Have it was to when I saw it, but that's like years ago now. All right, so we are going to finish this off with obviously the um, best picture. So obviously we had Gravity, we had American Hustle. I didn't get to do my snubs. Oh, sorry, Hannah. I Denny forgot. You... <laughs> Denny sorry. Okay. I'm I have Denny for Prisoners, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, Bung Joon-ho, and then Dustin Daniel Cretton for Short Turn 12 because I just, I adore Short Turn 12 so much. I thought, I think what it was is I kind of took your privileges away for slandering Damien Giselle. It just really hurt my <laughs> heart. Like it just broke my heart on the air here. Uh, okay, so does everybody mention their snubs now, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So best picture, um, another category that could have had at least another five films in this. Twelve Years a Slave, Gravity, American Hustle, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, The Wolf of Wall Street, Captain Phyllis, and Nebraska. Um, still strange to me to this day that Her got that nomination within that. That was just weird. Um, Twelve Years a Slave won. Um, I'm not gonna say anything else other than it should have won. So Hannah. Yeah, hundred percent. This is there. There's like no competition. Like all the films that are nominated are great, right? But there's mm -hmm. just no competition when you hold it against Twelve Years a Slave, just because of how important it is, how important it's gonna be. You know, a hundred years from now, whatever, and just you know, just the significance that the film will always have. Brett. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Captain Phillips, so that's why maybe that I didn't mention him with the snubs in terms of actor. Sure. Uh, but I posted on Twitter a while back the last Best Picture win that you actually agreed with, and this is that one. I think that 12 Years a Slave is the, is the clear winner here. Um, it, it is for me, too. It's my second favorite Best Picture winner of the decade. Um, and it's really not even like it, once it kind of goes down after that, it's kind of just like wishy-washy where I could go from there. But obviously behind only Parasite. Parasite's obviously my favorite film of the last decade. But um, well, favorite best picture one of the last decade. Um, but exactly. No yes, Moonlight it, Love? I mean, it, it's it's probably my fourth favorite of the decade. Oh, okay, OK, OK, OK. That's yeah, funny. no, no. It, I, no, I love Moonlight. I love Moonlight. It didn't deserve best picture, but I love Moonlight. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We talked about that. It did deserve best picture over La La Land, 100%. Only because <laughs> we take it when you take in best picture, you know, like you said, even with 12 Years of Slave, 12 Years of Slave, we're going to remember that film 40 years from now. We're going to talk about Lupita's performance 40 years from now, right? You know what I mean? Literally in high school curriculum, some places now. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it should be because oh, it's a phenomenal Selma film. is too. I might have confused that. It might be Selma I'm thinking of. All of them uh, it, might, it, it probably is Selma um, because I think Selma's a PG-13. So yeah, 12 Years a Slave is probably a little, a little hardcore for high school kids. Yeah. Um, well, well, maybe again, not high school kids. I think that I, cause I think I watched Selma in eighth grade. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's hardcore for high school kids, but I don't think they're going to show it in a high school because of just how intense it is. All right. I'm going to throw a curveball real quick uh, before we end the show here. If you take 12 Years a Slave out of the picture, okay, who wins best picture? What, what was nominated again? All right, Gravity, <laughs> American Hustle, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, Philonomia, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Captain Phillips, Nebraska. Wolf of Wall Street, just because I'm a Scarsese whore. So. <laughs> Makes sense. The part, it's the best movie of all time. Eric? Out of that list, it's Prisoners. Wait, is Prisoners nominated? Well, no, it wasn't. If it's not nominated. You did it's not yeah. even not Eric here. I know. I'm making a thing. <laughs> I'm I'm refusing to answer anything other than prisoners. I don't blame you. I mean, I like the Wolf of Wall Street and I haven't seen Captain Phillips and there's a couple uh -huh. of them, but like like really none of the ones that I've seen out of these are like a best picture out of out of the like I just can't Wolf know Street what is the best picture. Oh my god, yes it is. I think the um, I think the out of the films nominated, right? I think it's yeah. a very much a I'm just saying, I, out of knowing what happened that year, that this was the only like the list that we got. I I just I, I it's like weird in my skin to just say like yeah Wolf of Wall Street like I mean I thought her was fun. I think the slander in her right now is really hurting. My her was such a great film. It was I such love a, her. it's the a problem, different film. It's just it's different. Just, the problem I have with her is the speed of the ending. Like where everything is set and the emotions that it's building toward just kind of slip forward and take off into the future. And it doesn't land. I agree. Yeah, I know. You don't, I don't care for the ending of her. I love her. It's just with <laughs> me, if a movie doesn't like connect with me like emotionally fully, then I just I never like really like think about it or just like, you know, I guess it never like stays with me as like, you know other even like best wolf of wall street like i love wolf of wall street so much and i it definitely saves me and i definitely think about it often her it doesn't do that i i it's a good it's a phenomenal movie i just it's not like resonant with me i guess so i think and the it's big inventive thing, and it's different and all that that's what i'm saying that's that's why okay so when i remember seeing the trailer for her i think the reason why it sticks with me so much is when i remember seeing the trailer i was like this is going to be the dumbest movie i will ever see in my entire life <laughs> the trailer was horrible mm -hmm. the trailer it's one of the worst God. best movie trailers i've ever seen in my life like it reminded you of uh what was that like the countdown what is that cheesy horror movie where they like yeah it's, the, it's something like countdown the one where they have a phone yeah. that has an app yeah. that counts like it was death. yeah it was like that it was like oh my god it's like a cheesy dating film with really good actor in it and it was just like but then i saw it and it just kind of stuck with me and i rewatched it and i love the score in it too the score in her is phenomenal oh my god um i'm getting on a tangent about her here but brett thanks so much for joining us man where can we find you on twitter man one uh, second can i can I ask something before we oh, hand reviews? Yes. Yes, sir. Sorry, real quick, Brett. I just want to say, I was. I just want to say, I've mentioned trance a couple of times. Have you all seen trance? Mm -mm. I have no. not. It's by Danny Boyle. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. It was made almost in as like a, a reaction 
to movies in general being watered down to PG-13 oriented. And James McAvoy is amazing in that. And I was wondering if anyone else could have like a movie they recommend from that year that they haven't heard anyone else kind of talking about. I, I, I want to bring up uh, Cloudy with the Chance. No, no, no. Side effects. Side effects and Cloudy with the Chance Meatballs. Cloudy with the Chance Meatballs is one of the most underrated um, animated movies like of the last decade. And then Side Effects is my favorite Steven Soderbergh movie. And it is just it's it. amazing. Great. Mine would be either I, uh, The Way Way I Back. I watch a ton of movies. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. The Way Way Back is one. Out of the Furnace is another one that nobody really talks about. I think that they don't talk about that one in the same instance. Because, you know, obviously with Christian Bale in American Hustle, people remember that film from that year. Um, looking at the, you know, the, looking at the year and film of that year, it's a phenomenal year. Um, a lot of strong films. A lot of strong films from that year. But um, those are the two that really kind of and the internship, the internship. I, I could I I think that it's a seriously slept on film. It really, really, really is. And I love that film so, 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 so very much. And I think it's just it's one of those just over the top, cheesy, fun flicks. I mean, and when he says on the line and they argue about it being on the line, it was just it's just I don't know. It's funny to me. Eric, where can we find you on Twitter, my man? Well, what happened? Brett froze, or he didn't get to say his thing, I, I don't think. He's at, at Bohan Reviews. It's at B-O-H-A-N Reviews on Twitter. Eric, where can we find you, brother? At high underscore Conquest on Twitter. Perfect. Eric, thank you so much for joining again this week. Hannah, where can Thanks, we find guys. you? At Movies and Cats on Twitter. If you've made it this far into the show, I'm going to drop a little bit of a spoiler. Um, it's not really a spoiler, but I'm not really allowed to say this. But, guys, we have a huge announcement coming in approximately eight days um i'm very very excited about it um i'm very yeah it's gonna be it's big um hannah's involved and that's all i'm gonna say about it but you can follow me on twitter at ricky valera underscore you can follow the show at mcdi pod and until next time we'll talk to you guys later jacob's wrong about greg gatsby <laughs>